Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Now, here's our lead pastor, J.D. Swilly. Say with me, the old is gone and the new is here. Amen. Hey, I don't know of any better place that you could be today, first Sunday of 2020, than right here in the house of God. Give yourself a big hand clap. You are 100% attendance so far this year at church. Good job. Good job. Russell, can you bring me one of those up, please, very much? Thank you. I, I want to start out with uh, some New Year's dad jokes. How's that sound? Thank you. All right, so every New Year's Eve, you know, I look forward to the, all the big, you know, show at Times Square. But every single year, they just drop the ball. You know, at the beginning of last year, I made a goal. I set a goal for, for my own personal health. And I said, you know, this year, you know, at the end of, of 2019, compared to the beginning of 2019, I want to lose 10 pounds and have kept it off. And so here we are at the beginning of 2020 and only 15 more pounds to go. So, you know, one of the resolutions, hey, you did a great job this year. Hey, one of my resolutions this year was to read, is to read more. And it is almost every single year. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram or Facebook post uh, this week, I was just asking you guys, what did you read in 2019 that impacted you? And I kind of shared my top 10 list and, and what I'm planning for, for 2020, at least uh, what I have planned already. And I'm getting into some good stuff and I'm really enjoying it. And so, uh, but you know, the joke is, <laughs> I'm ruining the joke. The joke is my, my, my goal this year is to read more. So I, January 1st, I went right over to the TV and turned on the closed captioning. So... <laughs> What, what happened? Hey, can you tell me? Here's one that my wife hated when I tested these out on her. Uh, and, it, and it's not on my list, but I'm just going to tell anyway. Um, what is Corn's favorite holiday? New Year's Eve. What's a cow's favorite holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moo Year's Day or whatever anyway. Eve, day. Yeah. What happened to the shoplifter that stole a calendar on New Year's Eve? He got 12 months. I'm just going to say all these to you, Jeff, because you're the only one that's really appreciating these. I can't wait till the very end, till December 31st of 2020, because then I can really say hindsight really is 2020. I feel like y'all are saying, please have Russell come up here. Please have Russell come up here. But really, those, those are a lot of fun. Oh, he's coming. He's got one? You have one? Are you? I thought you were doing that on purpose. Okay, all right. 
But really, those were a lot of fun. You know, 2020 is going to be full of puns about vision, 2020 vision, and all that. You know, I can't wait to see them all. But uh, that's the last one. That's the last one. I want to encourage you this year when you're here in church, maybe when you're small group, maybe in your private time with the Lord, get a notebook and take notes. I got to see some note takers right here on the front row already. And you know what? It doesn't have to be in a paper journal and pen, although that's really good. But it can be on your phone. It can be on Evernote. It can be on whatever device works best for you. But I want to encourage you this year during these messages, whether I'm preaching or Russell or Jamie or whoever is up here in your own private time with the Lord. Get your notebook out because you're going to hear things from the Holy Spirit that I didn't even say or someone up here speaking didn't even say. But you're going to get special revelation downloads from him that are for you. And if you don't write them down, you're going to forget them. And a week or two later, a month later, you're like, man, the Lord told me something about this. I wish I'd written that down. I wish I wrote that down. So do that this year. And plus, it is a great exercise in retaining the information that you're hearing. And so we, we know it's just another way to take in and retain the word. So do that this year. Uh, you know, we all know how this year begins, and I don't know, it's, it's today's January 5th. I don't know if you've been to the gym yet or not. Some of you maybe, some of you, yeah, good job. All right. Congratulations. I have not, so I'm, that's this, this coming week for me. But you know, we all know what it's like. You go to the gym and it's packed out, right? And you go over to the organic section in the grocery store and there's thousands of new customers that have never shopped in that area before, right? And you have new savings accounts that are being opened because people are realizing I've got some goals and I've got some resolutions where this money that I used to just play with and have fun with, now we're actually going to save or we're going to invest. But then after a period of time, it becomes a little bit easier to drive by Planet Fitness than rather to drive to Planet Fitness. And after a while, it becomes a little bit easier to say yes to that Jets pizza, Hawaiian barbecue pizza, right? Rather than saying yes to fresh veggies. And then sometimes it's easier to say, yes, I want to go to Home Depot and buy that tool or for you ladies, I want to buy that pair of shoes uh, rather than, you know, like, well, I could just borrow that tool from Jeff if I just called him for free. Jeff would loan it to me for free if I needed it. And, and, and that, that just becomes a little bit easier. In, in a recent study, research shows that only 45% of Americans actually make any kind of New Year's resolutions or goals or plans or whatever you want to call them. But out of that 45%, only 8% of those actually achieve the resolution, actually follow through with the plan, actually go through with it. So as we said goodbye to 2019 just a few days ago, you know, a question that maybe many of us have been kind of pondering is, was 2019 everything that I hoped it would be? As I look back on Statistics say that a lot of us would say the answer to that question is no. It wasn't everything that I hoped it was going to be. It wasn't everything that I, that I had dreamt that it would be. And I was thinking about this the other day and I thought this. 
And, and write this down if you're taking notes. One regrets what he could have done. But one regrets even more what he did not learn from before. One regrets what he could have done, but one regrets even more when he did not learn from before. What am I saying? I'm saying, hey, number one, we've all been in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. We've all done this before. We've all made resolutions and goals and and made plans that we didn't achieve. But let's not keep repeating the same mistakes. Let's course correct. Let's learn from our failures. Let's move forward. Amen? I was just talking to a good friend just the other day. And he was telling me about his dad. And his dad is in his 80s. And he's in a lot of emotional pain right now in this part of his life. And truly, to be honest, as, as my friend was telling me about his dad, it sounds like he's been in emotional pain all of his life. But recently, he's had to put his wife into a full-time nursing facility because she's dealing with Alzheimer's. And this guy, the, the dad, has driven all of his family away. He has no relationship, no good relationship with his sons. He's got no relationship with his grandchildren. So if anybody were to ask, you, ask him, like, well, do you have any family? His answer would be no. And that was his son telling me that. And he's an alcoholic. He drinks himself to sleep every single night. He's far from the Lord. He's far from Jesus. And as my friend is telling me all this, my heart was breaking for him. But I encouraged my friend, it's not too late. It's not too late for your dad. It's never too late for anybody. I don't care if he's 80 or 8. It's not too late. And you might be sitting here and wondering about your life and whether it's been decades or whether it's just been the last year where you're disappointed with how things have gone. And you're like, well, I guess this is just the way it's always going to be. No, it doesn't have to be that way. It's never too late. It's never too late to say yes to Jesus. It's never too late to right wrong relationships. It's never too late to start making good choices. It's never too late to have addictions broken. It's never too late to have your marriage healed. It's never too late. Everybody say with me, it's never too late. (laughs) Believe it. Say it again. It's never too late. So as we say hello to 2020, I want to talk about this, how it's never too late. I want to talk about how to make 2020 the best ever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're full of grace. I thank you that you're full of mercy. God, we have closed out another year. A new year has begun. God, we know that you hold time and space in your hand. And and you exist in all of it, all at one time, God. It's not a thing that you're limited by. But yet you choose to come and meet us where we are, when we are. And we thank you for that. We ask you to help us today. And all of this year, through your son, Jesus, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us see what you see for our lives this year. Help us see what you see for our families this year. Help us see what you see for our church this year. Give us 2020 vision for our lives today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Like I said, as we said goodbye to 2019... 
And we're saying hello to 2020. I just want to share with you just a few things that you can do, strategic things that you can do to make this the best year ever. First things first, get back to the main thing. Get back to the main thing. First things first. We, JD, you're like, well, what's the main thing? Great question. I'm glad you asked. The main thing is Jesus. He is the main thing. He has always been the main thing. He will always be the main thing. He continues to be the main thing. Jesus is the main thing. And if you want 2020 to be the best year ever, get back to the main thing. Jesus Christ. Wake up every single morning in 2020 and fix your eyes on him. Not on your problems, not on your mess, not your own brokenness, not your own mistakes, not your own victories. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus has always been and will always be the main thing. Let me read to you what Paul said to the church in in Philippi. He said this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, talking about Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Jesus is the main thing. He's always been the main thing. He will always be the main thing. I'm glad that some of y'all are getting it. Listen, out of all the ways and all the things that we could could suggest to you and say, here's what you need to do in 2020. This is the one thing. This is the main thing. Here's how to get 2020 vision. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the most important one. Fix your eyes on him. Fix your eyes on his ways. Fix your eyes on his mercies. Fix your eyes on his grace. Fix your eyes on his new beginnings. And when you do that, it will help you evaluate your own life through a heavenly perspective, through a heavenly filter. Life is messy, you guys. Life is unpredictable. And it's not always going to go the way that we planned. It's not always going to go the way that we hope. But if we focus on Jesus, first and foremost, we can still say, it is well with my soul. When resolutions fail, when plans fail, when goals aren't met, we can fix our eyes on Jesus. And we can say, all is well with my soul. Fixing your eyes on Jesus means that we're shifting our focus away from our own plans, away from our own ideas, and we're directing them to his plan for our lives in 2020. And you know what this is going to require? It's going to require you spending time with him every single day. If we say fix your eyes on Jesus daily, then that means every single day. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. If you need a, a you know, go to dictionary.com or thesaurus.com and you look up every day, it means every single day, daily. I know this is just 
This is deep. And you spend time with Jesus every single day. That might mean that you set your alarm 30 minutes earlier than you normally would. And you brew a cup of coffee. And you spend time in prayer. And you spend time in the word. And you spend time in his presence. It means that when you're on your way to work, turn off the talk radio and turn on some worship music. Or listen to your Bible on the YouVersion app. I love that app. Man, I utilize it like crazy. And, and you are inviting the presence of God right there with you on I-24. As all, everyone else is stressed out about getting to work, you're in the presence of God. Amen? You're fixing your eyes on Jesus. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, you're cultivating a heart of joy. You're cultivating a heart that knows how to rejoice and be glad. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, his plans and thoughts become your plans and thoughts. It's not the other way around. Jesus is not Santa Claus. And we don't hop up in his lap with our big, long Christmas wish list and say, Jesus, this is what I want. No, 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 no. The list comes from him. And he gives us the list. And we say, this is what I want. Amen? Listen, the next thing you need to do if you want to make 2020 the best year ever is get a vision for your life and for your family. Get a vision for your life and for your family. What does that mean, to get a vision? We talk about vision around here quite a bit. What is vision? Vision is the change that can be. It's not what's happening today. It's not what you see with your physical eyes right now today in front of you. But it's what you envision and you can see coming down the road. And it might be a year from now. It might be five years from now. It might be a decade from now. But you've got a vision for the change that can be. That's what vision is. So when we say that get a vision, we're saying... What change do we want to see in the future? Here's a powerful idea. I want to help you to give this to you to help you. Instead of making just even just a single New Year's resolution, take a single vision day. Take an entire day. Sometime now, between now and the end of January, block off a day, block off half a day even. And go and get alone. Spend some time with yourself and with God. And take a notebook and a pen with you or your laptop, if your laptop's not going to be distracting to you. And get alone with God and start praying and take your Bible with you and say, God, what is your vision for my life? What is your vision for my family for this year? Take a day to do that. I can't tell you guys. In, back in September, I went on a... Uh, a lead pastor's retreat up in northern Michigan, right out there on just the eastern shore of, of Lake Michigan. And there would be times where we're together in the corporate setting. It was just 30 pastors. And we had this small little conference room at this retreat center. We ate together and we did some you know, teaching and encouraging with one another together, some worship together. And then we ate together. It wasn't prayer and, and feasting. It was prayer and fasting or it wasn't prayer and fasting, it was prayer and feasting. But then we took time every afternoon to just be by ourselves in God. Hours. So we're like, well, I'd, that'd be nice if I could do that. Listen, you always do what you really want. You really want 
to get a vision for your life, you really want to get God's vision for your life, then you'll find the time to get along with God because we always do what we really want. Well, that's not true. I don't want to do the laundry. Well, you want to do the laundry more than you want to have dirty laundry, so you do it. Right? We always do what we want. So if you want to get a vision for your life, for your family, get some time alone with God. If you're married, a lot of us in here are married, do this with your spouse. Maybe spend some time apart and then come together and take some time and, 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 and say, God, what are you doing? We're reflecting on some spiritual and personal goals and, and work goals and performance. And you, you think about and you pray about areas of growth. Areas of opportunity. And, and it's okay to look back on 2019 and look back at, and look at maybe some accomplishments and successes and rejoice. But also look at some failures and lament over the losses and lament over the failures and go, okay, well, that's done now. That's done now. That's behind us now. You take a step back, evaluate that year, and then you, you go to God and you ask God, all right, God, what does all this mean? What do I do with all of this in 2020? And then you can start developing some goals that you'd like to achieve around the vision that God's given you for yourself, for your family, for your finances, for your relationship, for your career, for school, so on and so on. And then you can just start doing small steps that you need to take to see visibly to see your God-given goals come to pass. Let me encourage you with this. Write this down. And say this with me. Small steps, Small steps. Over, time over time can make a huge difference. Small steps over time can make a huge difference. I see this in, in Psalm 119, verse 105. A lot of us are familiar with this verse. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let me ask you, if you're walking a trail at nighttime and all you have is a lantern, how far will the light from that lantern shine out in front of you? Just far enough for you to take the next couple of steps. It's not like one of those big giant lights that they put on the barge and they're going down the Cumberland River and those barge lights are moving like this. You can see miles and miles down the river. It's not like those big spotlights that they have at the airport or the car lot, wherever they put them out. I'm, in my neighborhood, I'm going, where is that light? Where's that? I don't, somebody wants my attention, but I don't know how to get to where that thing is. But I'm telling you, listen, if we keep God's word out in front of us, if I keep relying on the peace that the Holy Spirit brings to me and gives to me, if I keep making small steps... Over time, over the course of a year, those small steps can make a huge difference. I think we're so conditioned for, for big change right away. We want lots of big change right away. And you know what? That's not realistic. That's not in the natural order. I, I, I think Pastor Russell preached an incredible message last week talking about in the waiting. And you talked about that, that those bamboo shoots that are that are taking root underground for five years before they spring up. And so if you didn't know that, you're like, wow, you just plant bamboo and the next day it's five feet tall. That's not how it works. Listen, be okay with things, taking time. Small steps over time can make a big, huge difference. 
So again, take some time between now and the end of the month. Schedule a vision day. If you don't schedule it, it won't happen. You know how I know? Because I'm telling on myself. For, for, I, I read a book three or four years ago. Great book by Michael Hyatt. And he's talking about this kind of concept. And I'm like, man, I need to do this. Man, I need to do this. And my buddy, I had a, a buddy of mine that did it. And he's been doing it every year for the last several years. I mean, I'm telling you what, God did something amazing in my life this last September when I was away. I'm going, I'm not going to miss this opportunity for 2020. I'm scheduling a vision day. And I've talked about it. I've talked about it for years, haven't I? And you're like, well, go do it. We'll go do it. We'll schedule it. And I just never would. I'm telling you, if you don't put it on your schedule, if you don't block it off, if you don't make it important, then it just won't get done. You can wish all day long. But then you got to do something actually to make it happen. And like I said, if you're married, do it with your spouse. Have an open heart. Have an open mind to how the Holy Spirit will guide the both of you. Pray together. Dream God-sized dreams together. Be intentional. Review the past year. Talk about the upcoming year. Get a vision for yourselves and for your family. Ultimately, we want a vision that propels us Toward what God has for us, His plans for our lives. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. So don't perish. You guys remember that old mad TV sketch with Bob Newhart, and he's like the psychiatrist, and they the, the guy comes in to the, all these people come in to get, you know, to get counseling and advice about their situation. And they're like, well, I just can't. And I did. And he, he, here's his, his sage advice. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Every time that they try to go, stop it. Listen, stop perishing. Get a vision for your life. Get a vision for your family. Thank you. Glad you agree. I don't. I don't make her do that. She just does those things. I can't make her do anything. Here's the last thing, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna speak to you a little bit about what God has for our church in 2020. The third thing that you need to do if you want to make 2020 the best year ever is this: speak life and purpose every day. Another way to put this is speak life and purpose daily. See how those two words are interchangeable? Every day, every single day, daily. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Align your mouth with what God's word says. Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen, do you guys know this? Researchers, uh, they, they've, they've proven this. It shows that those who see success... From their New Year's resolutions. They have heightened self-awareness. They practice self-forgiveness. And they stay solution-oriented. That sounds to me like people that are speaking life and purpose every single day. If you're solution-oriented, you're just not going, well, woe is me or my situation. You know what? Some of us have got bad situations. I'm not trying to, to belittle your situation or your circumstance. We got heavy stuff that we're walking through every single day of our lives. 
But instead of coming into agreement with your circumstance, come into agreement with what God says about your circumstance. Amen. What if you stepped into this new year? What if you stepped into 2020 with unshakable confidence? What if you woke up every single morning and you spoke life and purpose and success over every area, every, every minute area of your life? Your walk with God, you're speaking life and purpose. Your marriage, you're speaking life and purpose. Your kids, you're speaking life and purpose. Your, your career, you're speaking life and purpose. Your finances, you're speaking life and purpose. Your soul, your heart, your relationships, you're speaking life and purpose. To see change in 2020, it's going to begin with us practicing discipline with our words. Listen, I want to encourage you. Be a fountain to yourself, not a drain. Speak life. Speak purpose. Speak God's strength over yourself every day. In every moment of weakness, speak it. In every moment of strength, speak it. Listen, it's inevitable that you're going to run up against roadblocks. That's just part of life. I'm not up here telling you, do this, that, and the other, and everything's going to be perfect. Jesus never said that. Jesus said, you're going to do things in my name? Guess what? Welcome to Persecution Street. Listen, there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be hard times. And those roadblocks are going to try to produce frustration in you. They're going to try to produce doubt and defeat in you. But we are going to choose to think and speak words of life and words of purpose over ourselves, over our families, and over this church in 2020. Amen? Listen, as you get a vision, seek God's word to carry out the vision. Seek his word to direct your steps. Seek his word to take your vision and putting it into action. Refuse to see the vision fall by the wayside. How many of us, we've started a New Year's resolution, we get 30 days into it. We messed up. I didn't. Listen, it's never too late. I don't care. If it's December 31st, do something. Think of 2020 as an opportunity to experience growth as a child of God, to experience growth as a spouse, to experience growth as a parent or as an employee or as an employer as an artist, as an athlete, as a whatever it is that you're doing, this is going to be a year where I experience growth. And let me tell you, to see any vision, to see any goal, to see any plan come to pass, we must first fully believe and declare that God is with us and that nothing can be against us. Romans 8.31, right? With God leading us, nothing can detour us from his victory, his growth, his strength, and his vision. Listen, God has so much more in store in 2020. He's got a new beginning prepared for us, waiting for us to see change, waiting for us to see breakthrough. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. It wouldn't be the first Sunday of January if we didn't say this scripture. We all know it. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. So what are you going to do? We're going to get a download of our vision from heaven. We're going to write it down. We're going to make a plan. And we're going to run confidently in 2020. Amen? So I want to, I want to talk to you 
for just a, just a few minutes in November and December, that these last two months of 2019, spending time asking the Lord, what do you have? What is your vision for Siege Church in 2020? And you know, sometimes listening to the Lord is like, you know, Hansel and Gretel. It's like you're going through the woods and all of a sudden you see breadcrumbs. right away. Sometimes you, you get something and you're like, this is great, but I'm not 100% sure yet. So you just keep following the breadcrumbs. Now, what's not like Hansel and Gretel is when you get to the end of God's breadcrumbs, you don't get put into an oven. Praise God. So I'm following these breadcrumbs through November and December, and I get from the Lord for Seeds Church in 2020. It's the year of strong families. Everybody say strong families. Can we put that graphic up there? There we go. Strong families. We've got a big girthy arm right there. Strong families. This year in 2020 at Seeds Church. You know, historically, decades and decades ago, if we looked in the media and we looked at TV shows and we looked at movies and we, we saw the depiction of a family many decades ago, we, you, most of the time we had this like, this, the patriarch of the family and it was very commanding and almost, you know, kind of like a dictator of the house and everybody was just subservient to him and walked in fear and trembling, didn't want to upset dad, didn't want to upset the patriarch. And let me just tell you, it's a little out of balance. Everybody gets like, well, the good old days. I remember when... But I'm telling you, you know, Donna Reed with her pearls on and her heels on waiting for her husband to come home is not realistic. So it was a little out of balance. But then we had the feminist movement blow through. And now we've got super strong women, which is wonderful. But now the husbands are like freaking Homer Simpson. Sitting on the couch, drinking and watching TV. And we got, we got... Um, Al Bundy's and Homer Simpson's. How about throw, throwing that reference back for you? Al Bundy. And that's out of balance. That's way out of balance. That's not God's picture for your family. And so I'm seeking God. I'm saying, God, what do you have for Seeds Church in 2020? What do strong families mean? And I get this picture, and this picture is in the scripture. And this is a picture of a yoke. You know, a yoke is a, is a tool on a farm. Now, isn't that interesting? Seeds Church. You know, we, we use a lot of agricultural analogies around here, right? There's a lot in the Bible. And so it's no wonder that the Lord gives us this picture of the yoke. And Jesus said, or Paul said, don't be yoked with unbelievers. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And so I think that this picture of the yoke fits the picture of marriage also. Where we don't have like this domineering man that's ruling and reigning over everybody. Everybody's afraid of him. And it's not just the strong woman, the strong wife, and the, the buffoon of a husband. But we've, we need to be equally yoked in our marriages. We need to be pulling the plow together. And you know what? It doesn't mean that... that we have to be strong. Both, all of our strengths have to be the same. As a matter of fact, 
That's not usually how it works in marriage. There's days where I'm falling apart and she's strong. And there's days where she's falling apart and I'm strong. And we have these moments. And so it's not about, it's not about having to both be equally strong in, in this set of things and that set of things, but it's about celebrating each other's strengths in our marriages. It's about saying, wow, you do great at this. You're strong at this. I'm going to give you opportunity to lead. I'm going to follow your lead in this. And then in my area where I'm strong, I'm asking you out of love and respect, let me lead. And we're pulling the plow together. We're raising our families, husbands and wives, equally yoked together. And I'm telling you what, strong family units make up a strong church family. And a strong church family makes up a strong community. Amen. Jesus has called us to build his kingdom, to establish his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And you know where it starts? It doesn't start just in the church house. It starts in your house. We're going to have strong families in 2020. And let me tell you, it's not just going to start. It's not just going to stop there. It's not just going to be at your address, but it's going to be here in this corporate setting because God has called us, the church family, to be strong, too. I'm telling you what, I, I, man, I got a lot of things to say on this and, and, I'll, and I'll skip over some of it because I got a whole year. I got a definition for a strong family for you. I want to put that up there for you. And this is the definition that we're working from this year. And I don't know, it may morph and change and it may, we might add to it. But here's the definition of a strong family that, that I wrote. It says this, a group of people that may or may not be related to one another by blood or marriage, but are committed to each other, love each other, and take care of each other, having the power to succeed through demanding circumstances, withstanding great pressure, staying firmly established without being disturbed, upset, or affected. That's what we're going for. That's the picture of a strong family in your house. That's the picture of the strong church family here in this house. Strong blood families, strong church families. It's one of the reasons why we brought kids into the worship with us. It's not because, well, our, you know, you know, they're just not getting good enough experience over there. No, it's about we're being intentional about letting our kids see mom and dad model for them what it looks like to love and serve God. Listen, if there's one thing that you can't fail at, for your entire life, it's your family. For you husbands, it's to love your wife and love your kids and to train your children to love and serve Jesus every day of their life. And the same goes for you moms. And listen, that's why we're bringing them in here. I want to model for my kids. What does it look like for their strong dad and their strong mom to love and serve Jesus? That means it's putting a little pressure on you means maybe you don't just stand there during worship like this. Or sit in a chair. Is that, what you, is that the kind of passion for Jesus that you want to exemplify for, to, uh, for Jesus to your children? Is that what you want your children to grow up? And that you want them to serve Jesus like that? Ooh, I'm stepping on some toes. Maybe I'm stepping on some of my own toes. Listen, 
You can say, do this, do this, do this all day long, but your kids are watching you. And here's the, here's the blessed thing about this. It takes a village. It takes a church family. You know, we got some single parents in the house who maybe they don't have dads in the home or they don't have a mom in the home, but they got their church family. We can be a support to you. We can show your kids what it looks like, what godly men look like, what godly women look like, what godly grandparents look like. Thank you. That's why we're doing kids in worship. That's why we're doing 21 days of prayer. Here are these, uh, these journals that we printed for you. It's just super simple right here. 21 days. You get down to the very end of the of the thing, and I already kind of gave you an overview of this, but here's a family prayer focus right here for day eight. It says, pray today for your children's future spouses. Ask the Lord to protect their future spouses and to prepare the hearts of their future spouses to love the Lord fully. Let your children hear you pray for their future families. Every single day, there's a family prayer focus. You know why? Because we're being intentional about building strong families. That's why you need to be here Wednesday nights this month and bring your kids. I don't care if they bring a coloring book or if they're running around. I mean, they don't need to be running around screaming, disrupting everything, but it's okay. They're kids. Bring them. I want them to see what it looks like to have strong men and women, strong moms and dads that love Jesus and are serving Jesus and are passionate about Jesus and his kingdom. You know what else a family does? Family members pitch in. Family members pitch in. If you're always outside chopping wood and you never come in and sit at the table, then you're doing, you're playing the role of a, of a slave or a servant. You're not playing the role of a family member. If you're always standing at the sink and you are always watching, You're not playing the role of a family member. But if you're sitting at the table and you're never chopping. Or a house guest. Because babies don't do chores. Toddlers don't do chores. And house guests don't do chores. They're house guests. So I'm just telling you, family members pitch in. So if this is your house, if this is your church family, if this is... We're building strong family. I want to encourage you, pitch in. Because I'm telling you what, we got some. They've been washing dishes and they've not been able to come to the table because some of us at the table haven't been willing to help and pitch in. I'm telling you, it's out of balance. I don't want that. God doesn't want that. That's not the picture of family. That's the picture of like, well, we're doing our thing and our servants are out there doing other things. That's not, that's not the picture of family. Family members pitch in and we share the chores together. Amen? Thank you. Listen, I'm telling you. Get involved. It's not time to be immature kids that run to our rooms and hide. It's time to get to know the family. It's time for the family to get to know you. Let's start pulling the plow together. 
because together we can do exponentially more than any one of us can do on our own. 2020 is the year of strong families at Seeds Church. In just a minute, I'm gonna give you a way to put this into action. And I'm gonna send you on your phone. I want you to get your phone out. Go ahead and get it out right now. In just a minute, I want you to go to seedschurchtn.com slash dream team. You don't have to go there right now, but in just a minute, I want you to do that. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray and declare together that we're a strong family. But the dream team is an opportunity for you to pitch in. And there's all kinds of different ways. And many of you in this room, I look around this room, I go, yeah, you're pitching in. You're doing your part. You're helping pull the plow. But it's time for some of us who haven't been to start doing it now. And listen, I'm not guilting you into this. I don't, I'm not, there's no condemnation. And if you don't do it, I'm not going to be knocking on your door and going, why didn't you sign up for anything? Okay, that's not how this works. I'm trying to encourage you and give you a picture of Okay, so if this is, this is your church house, if this is your church family, we're going to do that. But once everybody stand up with me real quickly. We're going to pray this prayer together. It's a strong family prayer. All right, we're going to pray together out loud. Ready? Heavenly Father, you are good and mighty. We declare that you are Lord of our families and this church family. We ask you to help us be committed to each other, love each other, and take care of each other. We ask you to strengthen us with supernatural power to succeed through demanding circumstances, withstanding great pressure, staying firmly established without being disturbed, upset, or affected. We are part of your strong family. It's in the power of Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to give you two minutes, sit down, and I want you to go to seedschurchtn.com slash dream team. We're not dismissed. Two minutes from now, we'll be dismissed. And I want you to go to that website, and I want you to go, where can I pitch in? If you're not doing something already, I know many of you already are, praise God. But there's a lot of different ways to help. So, Lord, I just pray right now that you just lead and guide and direct your people. Lord, I just pray for no reason whatsoever does anybody feel guilt or shame or condemnation, but they feel encouraged and they feel inspired right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just right now, Lord, I just as people are looking through uh, this Web page right now and they're signing up and they're going, God, where do you want me to be? Lord, I just pray right now. That um, as we look back on 2019, God, we can see some losses. We can see some failures and we lament over them. But God, we are not held back by them. We say yes to what you have for us in 2020. We say goodbye to those old things. We say we're not going to be attached or tied or chained down to those things. Those things that tried to take us out, tried to take us down, but we're saying yes to what you have for us in 2020. God, we're not asking you to adopt our vision to you. We say we want your vision for us. We're adopting your vision to our lives, to our family, for this church, for this community. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I just pray right now as we're seeking your face this month, 21 days of prayer.
God, that you would do something remarkable in 21 days. God, that we, something that we couldn't even in the next 21 days as we set our face to you, God. I pray for miracles in our relationships, miracles in the healing of physical bodies, miracles in financial realm, miracle in the realm of, of emotional health, Lord God, and mental health. God, I pray that, God, where circumstances seem like they're blocked and where there seems like there's no way, God, I pray there'd be a miracle, there'd be breakthroughs in circumstances in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for, for, for Jeff, who has money that still needs to come in for his mission trip. God, I pray that every dollar would be met for that trip right now in the name of Jesus. That would be over and above what he dreamed so that he could take equipment and leave equipment there for, their, for, for people to be trained with. And for them to carry the gospel wherever in that part of the world in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for our children's ministry. God, I pray for our kids. God, you've got great things in store for our kids. But God, you're wanting to do something first with mom and dad. God, you're wanting us as moms and dads to be an example to our kids. And God, when we screw up, when we mess up, when we don't get it right, help us. Be quick to ask for forgiveness. Help us be quick to say that we're sorry. Help us be quick to be repentant. And God, help us find and walk in your grace and your mercy and your love and your wisdom, God. God, I just pray for wisdom right now from heaven. Supernatural wisdom would come to us as husbands and wives on how to love each other. God, supernatural wisdom would come to us and how to love our children and raise them to be passionate followers of you, Jesus. God, if my kids do something great in a, in a career field, wonderful. But God, more than anything, more than them making a million dollars before they're 30 years old or anything like that, God, I want my kids to love and serve you all the days of their life. I want them to experience the gifts of the Spirit. I want them to walk in the gifts that you have for them. I want them to walk in the calling that you have for them. And I want it not just for my kids. I want it for the kids of every single person in this church, God. For every single person in Seeds Church, God. That's what we declare. That's what we believe. That's what we lay hold of right now. We're speaking life and purpose. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.